0: Discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel, one minute at a time. I'm Brad.
1: And Dave.
0: Eh? And today we're back to discuss minute forty-four of Jurassic Park three. But before we get to that, there's a big white elephant <laughs> that just hit the internet, David. And I know you're going to be very excited. I've seen some pictures of you getting ready for Star Wars celebrations. But the uh, teaser for Episode nine. Yeah,
1: Out... celebration in Chicago. are uh, yes, uh, Star Wars celebrations come to Chicago and. With it, some exciting episode nine news, and I know that after eight, a lot of the fandom—not me—I love, I loved loved eight, I loved the Last Jedi, but I know a lot of the fandom is just not happy where that movie took the direction of the franchise, kind of hoping for this one to, quote unquote, save the franchise for them. (laughs) And I really don't think the new franchise needs saving. But the movie looks excellent anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
1: And a huge, huge reveal is at the end of the trailer. And it is a familiar cackling laugh that I'm sure anybody who's seen the Star Wars movies would recognize. Not going to say who it is, in, ca- in case nobody, you haven't watched the trailer yet. In which case you should. Definitely watch <laughs> the trailer. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I think That was great, too, where at um, Celebrations I actually had Ian McDermott come out. <laughs> on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 not too worried about spoilers because it's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday by the time this goes up so Yeah, true. like a lot of people will see the teaser and that's it. They'll, they'll they'll no more social media Star Wars until the film comes out and that's fine. So that's that cackles there. What it is is completely speculation at the moment. Some think he's alone and living as a hermit in that de- destroyed piece mm-hmm. of Death Star or <laughs> he's a Sith Force ghost or it could be anything, but just the fact that it's tying the nine films together. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see Hayden back, although that's probably a, a not a um, popular thing, but just just to tie the films all together.
1: Actually, um, I think I did hear that Hayden, I, I, it's rumoured at least, that Hayden Christensen filmed some, uh, some time as a force ghost, and presumably as a force ghost, in this upcoming movie.
0: Yeah, I think that's the that's speculation that Ray has been trained by Force Ghosts Luke and Anakin to get her to this final stage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or at least Luke, anyway. <laughs> um, but it is great to hear Mark Hamill narrating the teaser as well. Um, that was really cool. Yeah, and they, got a, they had a bit of unused footage from... Um, I think it's from The Force Awakens, plus some stuff they filmed with Carrie Fisher. So mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, the deal.
0: Apparently that they sat down in an, an editing emotional. room and went through everything they had and gone right. We've got to write the story around so we can use every bit of footage we got to um, to make her story fit for this last film.
1: Yeah. That was a very emotional reveal. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be one of those ones in the cinema when when you see it all take uh, lay out. Hmm. I, I
1: mean, I choked up when I saw. Uh, fake Leia at the end of uh, Row One when after Carrie Fisher had just died, and I mean it was like seeing a ghost. Yeah, you just didn't expect it. Not only did you not expect it, but the person playing this character had just recently died. Mm. So it's like literally seeing a ghost.
0: Yep, yep. And but they have confirmed apparently there is no CG Leia in this film no. as well, so we don't have to. Those that hated it, don't have to worry. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. No, yeah, they confirmed that right after Carrie Fisher died that they would not CG the character in any form, and they were not going to digitally resurrect her like they did um, Peter Cushing for his the character of Tarkin in Rogue One.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, well, we got J.J. back, and it definitely looked like a J.J. Tra like looks a lot like the Force Awakens tease we got. Um mm-hmm. I remember talking with some people after after Episode Eight come out. And how I remember hearing that JJ when he passed the uh, the torch over to Gareth Edwards, it was Gareth Edwards, wasn't it? Who done eight? Uh, Gareth Edwards
1: did Rogue One and uh, oh, Ryan Johnson.
0: Did Ryan Johnson. Eight. Yeah, when um, JJ handed well, when it got handed over to um, Ryan Johnson, JJ didn't really tell him much. Ryan didn't know what was going on with Ray's parents and all that stuff, and that's why he's sort of done his own thing in Eight. Mm-hmm. And it was always when as soon as JJ was brought or announced to come back in, we're sort of laughing on. Well, how much of what Ryan done is he going to um, going to take out and redo or whatever else? And I, one funny thing, seeing that teaser and seeing the helmet being put back together is like JJ's <laughs> way of. Well, no, they shouldn't have got rid of that. <laughs>
1: Apparently, Ryan Johnson didn't particularly care for the helmet. And so that's why he had it uh, destroyed in the movie. Hmm. Me, I could go either way with it. Actually, I think it looks cooler, broken, and with the red lines crisscrossing across the helmet. But I thought that the helmet kind of made, especially with that fake voice uh, uh, modulator, made the character just sound like a and look like a giant Vader wannabe. Hmm. And I didn't particularly care for it that
0: the look, whole look, you know. Well, uh, but then it's the, the mast's destruction in Episode Eight served a purpose there. Like he was, he's trying mm-hmm. to be like his grandfather, and um, Snoke's there, take off that ridiculous helmet, and he has a tizzy and smashes it, and it sort of
1: mm-hmm.
0: it just shows that he wants to be all powerful and whatever else. But he <laughs> he's not seen like that, even with Huck's sort of mm-hmm. getting stuck into him every now and then as well. So.
1: Well, yeah, it's definitely a power struggle that I think we'll see coming up in uh, 9. We keep calling it 9, but it does have an official title now, The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) So I think that's going to be something we see in this movie is the um, power struggle between Hux and uh, Kylo Ren. Because Hux does not like being bossed around by Kylo Ren, uh, very obviously and um Kyle Ren is of course the supreme leader now he killed Snoke and uh i don't think there's going to be something that uh J JDA is going to be undoing <laughs> uh, of...
0: yeah, yeah that'll be interesting to see what what, what goes on there um mm-hmm. i was going to mention something about something now I've forgotten <laughs> um
1: Lando's back? Huh? That was great to see Lando. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was actually watching the uh, whole reveal live. I had woken up that, uh, early that morning and was watching the whole thing with uh, hosted by Colbert. And it was really funny watching the uh, Colbert ask him the questions because everybody's dodging his questions, especially Kathleen Kennedy. And <laughs> at one point, Colbert says, oh, I see you uh, brought me here to... Ask questions, not have them answered.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they um, they carefully crafted what questions they wanted them to ask, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is odd because they sort of they gave nothing away and showed the trailer. The trailer showed more than mm-hmm. what anything of the panel
1: <laughs> said. Mm-hmm. Well, there was the uh, me being a prop person. One thing that they did show a nice, good close up of was you at least partially see the reconstructed graphlex saber, the Skywalker saber that Anakin and Luke had used before Ray had inherited it. And so there's a, um, she kind of welded it back together and then welded the two pieces back with another, with a piece overlaying it. It kind of looks like a little bit like the, um, the black, uh, Clamp, I guess you could call it, that uh, combined the two sections on mm. the uh, on Anakin's impre- apprentice saber, the one that looked like Darth Vader's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I suppose. Lastly, on the whole Rise of Skywalker, it, JJ was sort of hinting in the Force Awakens that Rey was someone, and then it was shot down in the second one. We re- <laughs> you reckon you reckon she's a Heir of Skywalker? <laughs> She's related at all, or was the title got a different meaning?
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of still root for the whole Skywalker bloodline thing. I mean, that's this that was has been the role of these nine movies is yeah. the Skywalker family. It was the Skywalker saga. In fact, I think uh, Disney's even releasing the all nine movies uh, next year under. Under the title the Skywalker Saga or something like that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I heard something about that.
1: Yeah, and so I think that what Kylo Ren told Rey in the Last Jedi was was kind of going to subvert the um, I am your father moment. Yeah. Instead of and when everybody left the theater, everybody assumed Kylo Ren was telling the truth. But in, and when Empire Strikes Back came out in 1981, everybody, or 19, I'm sorry, in 1980, everybody who came out of that theater was like, "No way, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad," you know? <laughs> I think they're going to pull a reverse of that and say, "No, uh, Kylo Ren was lying," and then and Luke's gonna say, "I'm your father."
0: Hmm. Yeah. I ain't going in for this last of the nine films. I think they're going to play it pretty much just as safe as what Force Awakens was, and I could totally see that happening, just because it sort of needs to wrap up, these nine movies. We know Ryan Johnson's got the um, his own trilogy he's working on now.
1: Mm-hmm. But then again, the, I mean, nobody expected Palpatine to return. I mean, well, the, he, the laugh happens at the end of the trailer, and then like you said, Ian McDermott came out on the stage and he's like, play it again. And then <laughs> it's a voice. And they play the trailer again. And at first I thought it was E. Uh, McDermott doing the laugh at the end of the trailer. But then the trailer played again and the laugh was still there. And then I went on YouTube and watched the trailer and the laugh is still there. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, I... nobody expected that. It was actually a huge plot point for a comic series called *Dark Empire* that came out um, after, re- after *Return of the Jedi*, where the Emperor does in fact return. He uses the Force to transfer his mind into a clone. Into a uh, he cloned himself and kept like a small batch of clones hidden uh, away and, and frozen away in. Uh, Secret facility, and he just transferred his consciousness into that. Yeah, and the problem was is that the bodies kept aging really fast to match up with the aged mind he had, and so he kept having to transfer to clones until he tried taking over the mind of uh Han Solo's gra- uh, son Anakin Solo. Hmm. And so it's interesting because. This trilogy has had a lot of parallels with um with the dark empire uh comic series and so i mean just simple things like um well in dark empire it was chewy who chewbacca who died in this one it's han solo who died and in dark empire it was um there was a character called Jason Solo who was the son of Han Solo who turned to the dark side. And so it's just interesting because I mean, you get all these parallels with the um, expanded universe and it's something and um, Dark Empire had been one of the most popular along with the Thrawn trilogy and you're noticing that a lot of these popular um, legends canon ideas are coming back and being reintroduced into the new canon
0: yeah it's good to see they're just sort of referencing some of those stories from before Mm -hmm. um it's it's much the same as when we see these new Jurassic films um how we see little bits here and there brought out brought out of the books or Mm -hmm. other other media related to it so yeah
1: Um, like um even just recycling some of the old ideas i know that in Return of the... Or, I'm sorry, the last, in The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens, a lot of the concept art... Or, so I, uh, not a lot, but some of the concept art centered around this idea of the Emperor's, I don't know, Force presence or whatever you want to call it, so kind of floating around the universe mm. and how um, Anakin Skywalker's Force ghost was haunting... Um, Kylo Ren and kind of like a Hamlet thing where um, uh, Anakin Anakin Skywalker is just like, dude, why are you idolizing all my mistakes? This (laughs) is the worst thing you could possibly be doing. You know, and there's like at one point where he tries to scare him straight by turning into this horribly disfigured, mutilated version of Darth Vader.
0: So what he was under the suit.
1: <laughs> Basically, yeah, but it was like the actual features look like Darth Vader but and so you got like the mask, but it was like made out of bone and muscle.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Ew. I know. And I, I think that was dropped just because it was so graphic, but I would like to see the idea of it return, like they did in Jurassic World with um oh with like say the Teranadon attack. Was very graphically mapped out in um, storyboards, and then they brought a kind of more PG 13 version in for Jurassic World, where you kind of where uh, some of them are actually like shot for shot recreations of the storyboards. I know, like, when uh, the in, the pteranodons were attacking the um. Or it the engine hunters in the over uh, after they leave the field of Velociraptors? You get a when the in the um, storyboards there's a shot of two hunters and a flock of pteranodons coming down on them. And then we got that sh- exact shot for shot in um, in Jurassic World when we see the two in, um, park security guards at that fence and they look up and there's a flock of pteranodons coming down on them. Then there's mm. another one where one of the Tranivans shoves his head through one of the helicopters and impales <laughs> one of the in- one of the engine hunters on its beak, and then the shot was done in Jurassic World as well. Mm.
0: Yep, yep. And as for as for Palpatine, well, like Solo, Star Wars story sort of brought back, and so the Clone Wars, the cartoon series, um. Darth Maul. So, I think mean, well, it's actually said in the in the, tra- in the teaser too that nothing nothing's true always, or nothing's ever completely gone, or something like that.
1: Yeah, that was one of Luke Skywalker's lines from The Last Jedi that he tells mm. Leia after handing her a um, projection of of Han's lucky dice. Is he tells them no no one's ever really gone and then they brought that line back for the trailer for this trailer and it actually almost kind of parallels something that uh, Palpatine says to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith that the dark side is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural mm. and so that was kind of applied with um, like you said Darth Maul who manages to survive complete bisection and just kind of just straps himself to these robotic to this robotic body and keeps himself alive for what was it like eighteen years until the Clone Wars uh, started were raging.
0: Yeah, yeah. Palpatine just got thrown off a balcony. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. There's always been that thing. All he's a Sith it, Sith Lord. How did he not survive that?
1: There's a thing in Star Wars where if he's not dead, if you don't see the body.
0: Yeah. Yep. You know, That's why a lot I mean, of people I remember after Force Awaken, oh you didn't see Han's body when he fell. You see him stabbed and ran through and fell. Oh he's still alive, he's still alive. Nah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point Han solo's dead.
1: Yeah, he kinda of fell into the center of a planet and then the planet they blew up the planet. Yeah. Sorry. I mean but then again they did that with um they did that with Palpatine. They shoved him down a hole that went directly to the reactor core of the Death Star. And then they
0: blew up the death star. Hmm. So Yeah. Were you were you at Celebrate were you in the hall when they're doing all that stuff?
1: No, no, I found a live stream. I don't go until Monday.
0: Oh, okay, it's still going alright. Um, did they show show images or footage? I heard there's um the tenty four and what might be Yavin, they return there and it's like it's all covered in jungle and vines.
1: They showed some production stills of that,
0: Still, yes. Yeah. I was thinking that's going to be a nice little tie back to The Lost World, just going back to somewhere we've seen before, and even that ship sitting there and just covered in vines, the jungle come back and taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think will look fantastic. And I that's where they get um, get Han's medal from, that we see Ray and Leia hold in the teaser as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Either that, or I was thinking maybe they—it's sh- either possibly Luke's, because Luke also got one, oh, or yeah. they, he of shoved it like in some cabinet in the Millennium Falcon or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that's um that's the Star Wars talk for today. Possibly SDCC or somewhere mid year, we'll probably get the full trail, full first trailer, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll show us a little bit more. But. As JJ likes to do, he shows us a lot that doesn't really mean much in the final in the final film, so... Um, time will tell. hmm But definitely excited for it. Yeah. I bet you Eric's in there, don't you think? I'd bet my bottom dollar. All right, before we get into 44, we have our weekly... Not weekly. We have uh, our Jurassic-pedia.com article to discuss, and today, right on topic, is the uh, gas grenades. Um... Good little article there, done by Trenosaur TJ. A bit of a mm-hmm. run through on the grass grenades. Um, you can't really see it much on the the one that's thrown, but like there is a prop that's been out for a while, or photo of the prop, and you can actually see the engine logo on it. And,
1: mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you can see the engine logo, and then above that it says nerve paralyzer. So it was nerve gas they were they, they were spraying. It wasn't just like gas grenades. Hmm.
0: Which I suppose makes you wonder. Again, if Indians, uh, if they had to, like, get out before the hurricane and they're only dealing with infant animals, why would they have gas grenades or weapons like that? We know we know they've got more lethal stuff on you, blah, but...
1: hmm Considering that these animals presented a very considerable price tag, I would have to imagine that in, that um, Hammond wouldn't have allowed any kind of lethal...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. ...uh
1: uh kind of weaponry to wrangle in uh, the animals i remember in the book that where these actually come from in a way i remember in the book that um <clears throat> maldini had to like really fight with hammond just to get any kind of weapons on the on the island hmm. and then in the lost world where these come where these are kind of introduced is there's a package that the uh, that Ian Malcolm's team brings with them and the trailer is called Alexander's Ragtime Band Non-Lethals don't ask me why that why <laughs> I, I chose that name I have no idea I kind of speculated at one point that Crichton may have been a Emerson, Lake and Palmer fan because of there's like a couple references to Carnival 9 in The Lost World <laughs> which is an Emerson, Lake and Palmer one of their probably the most famous song that they've done like a half hour of just psychedelic music <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they um and they and then they use the gas grenades which are nerves nerve paralyzers on the velociraptors to rescue the character arby benton from the nest. because they kind of steal the they kind of steal arby cage and all and because they had a shark cage they kind of brought with them those like a cylindrical shark cage and army hidden that mm. and the velociraptors just steal it and start rolling it <laughs> around rolling it back to the nest
0: yeah and we also so they, get she, a second she, we also get a second shot there, old part there too where they use to um for sarah and ian and kelly to escape the uh the second part of the rv the trailer oh uh,
1: yeah, yeah that's that, right they use the last of the non lethal on the mm. for that novel trick
0: yeah and it's that's something that's played right through like as you said with the novel and Hammond not wanting to um, have any any sort of stuff that can harm the animals, um, mm-hmm. I can see you can see that definitely in the film as well, especially when like Grant's taking a shot at the raptors and he's screaming at him not to through the phone, and even all the way up to Jurassic World where they wouldn't go after the Indominus Rex with lethal <laughs> lethal force until, mm-hmm.
1: which turned out to be a very bad idea. Yeah,
0: yeah, yep. <laughs> but I, I, we can we can talk all day about that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we get um we get the gas gas grenades brought up a little in the next couple of minutes as well. Where uh, Grant Sarks and Airy uh, Airy asking Eric if there's uh, any more weapons. So yeah, so that's an article there. Head over to Jurassic-pedia.com and that's under gas grenades film canon.
1: We're gonna find him. You listening to me? We're gonna find him. kid got resources. Remember what it was like to try to ground him?
0: All right. Uh... Minute 44, Dave, ready to get into it? Sure. Alright. As we... Minute 43, of Jurassic Park 3. Grant was watching a male and female raptor closely, wondering what it's saying, and what it's looking for. The female had called out to the others, and had left Udesky, but not before one male had bent down, grabbed his head in its jaws, and snapped his neck. As a start. Minute 44. Amanda looks away in disgust as the raptor snaps Budeski's neck and stares up at them. Victorious. At the five second mark we cut back the ground peering over a large tree root. At the two raptors that were barking and calling out. But when he looks at his surroundings he sees the two raptors are gone. He sits back down behind the tree root and thinks for a minute before looking up and sitting up to look back over the tree roots. At the 18 second mark he's face to face with the male raptor and it snarls at him. Grant stands and moves backwards as the raptor jumps up onto the tree and then jumps down in front of him. At the 26 second mark, two more raptors join the first, and Grant's surrounded. He turns looking for any chance of escape, but there isn't one. At the 35 second mark with a loud fizz, a gas grenade lands on the ground between Grant and the Raptors. Two more hit the ground and the raptors start to react violently to the smoke that's bellowing up in front of them. At the 49 second mark, as the raptors bolt from the area, a small figure comes into the smoke and grabs Grant by the hand and starts pulling him forward, away from the toxic gas. And as the minute ends, Eric Kirby leads Grant away from the gas and deeper into the jungle. Couple of quieter minutes here, not a lot happening really. Uh, as we opened last minute, we sort of got the end of the next snap, and you got that real Jurassic Park theme here. Sort of it goes back to the control room and the Raptors sort of chasing the people through the visitor center. Just so was real, that real tense music. Mm-hmm. Um, but we cut to Alan taking another look at the Raptors. He peers over uh, the tree root, but the Raptors seem to be gone. <laughs> and uh, he pulls back and sits down for a moment, gathering his thoughts and. He sort of looks up at the root and starts to move back up again to look over it, and uh, he's face to face with one of the male raptors. Which, yeah, <laughs> which obviously the whole time they knew where he was when they'll talk to each other. Um, they'll calling the female and that that was with Udesky's body over, saying this guy's over here and we can smell the eggs or we know he's got the eggs, because um, he has got the eggs at this time. And he's look back over and he's the male springing the trap. Again, they set a trap. (laughs) Which we discussed a couple of minutes ago. The the raptors set traps a lot more than what Billy says they do. Yeah. But Alan stands and starts walking backwards as the raptor leaps up onto the root and then jumps down in front of him. And then Grant sort of backs into the clearing. Two more raptors uh, race out onto the scene, snarling at him. And then the female runs in and talks mm-hmm. to one nearby, and then Grant realises this is a very bad spot and gasps.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, I kind of always personally imagine that the um, it's kind of like a, a game a telephone here where they're, they're relaying the message, this guy's got the eggs, this guy's got the eggs, you know? Hmm.
0: I'm surprised we don't get a shot down to the bag or something from their POV. Yeah. Or sort of just the, the female coming in looking at Grant, then looking down. Mm-hmm. So, in the backpack there, um, or even just sniffing, sniffing the air near them.
1: Yeah, sniffing the air probably would have actually. I mean, even would have been the easiest. I mean, you could add that in post production. Post production, just some, uh, just like a. You don't even need the nostrils to move. Just see the raptor sniffing, hmm. or hear it rather.
0: Yep, yeah. but uh, it seems dire for Grant at this point, it's surrounded by raptors, I don't, even if Amanda and the others come on the scene here, I don't think there's anything they could have done, or they could do, like, no weapons, you got velociraptors here, you're, you're pretty much toast, mm-hmm. but uh, luckily for Grant someone else is watching, and uh, you can hear sort of the pop and the fizz as the uh, first Objects thrown past Grant and the raptors snarl. There's two more objects laying on the ground near Grant and that's when you get the smoke start to rise up and the raptors clearly upset and shaking their heads. Um, as Grant starts to get enveloped by the smoke, they uh, they snarl and run off. Which, as you are saying before, if these are some sort of nerve, nerve gas or mm-hmm. um, neutralising gas, they, um, again, I wonder if they're remembering back to a time when they'd dealt or been exposed to this before or if it was uh, just I, just fight or flight they realized something's wrong and ran off anyway
1: yeah i think they're they just don't when i was a kid i was i didn't realize that it said nerve agent on them i always thought it was just regular gas and i don't think i mean i'm not even sure if well if he was using them i'm sure he read the label never mind uh, well you, you, but I, I thought i mean yeah, i always thought that that was just Plain, like, gas, like what they use in uh, Riot Control,
0: you know? Yeah, 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 tear gas sort of thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if you are, you are throwing it at someone's feet, so you want to read the label and make sure it's safe for humans, or even even later, Grant sort of is still coughing up half a lung for a little while after.
1: <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah, but, um, really.
0: Yeah, and because as, as we said before, sort of in the article, Jurassic Dashpedia's... They seem to have some of these non, non, non-lethal uh, weapons on the island, um, and it's it's clearly got Ingen's logo on it, produced or manufactured by Ingen. Mm-hmm. With a lot of stuff they would have been making, even even the sort of veterinary stuff, the medicines, um, all the stuff they couldn't use that's off the shelf, and they had to produce their own. They would have had to test a lot of that, and I'm, I'm sure there would have been animals that died or animals that didn't that would have been succumbed to sort of animal testing to test this stuff out to make sure it's it's effective before it's either transported to Jurassic Park or used, allowed to be used safely by the employees on the island. So again, it could be, that could be another reason why these raptors sort of know, know of this stuff because it's been used before. Um, but uh, from out of nowhere, a small shape um, in a camouflage net emerges out of the smoke and grabs Alan's arm and uh, starts to lead him off to safety. And as they run through the jungle, you sort of see that smoke clear off behind them, but it's sort of still lingering in the trees as they leave the area. And mm-hmm. as the minute ends, Eric continues to lead Grant deeper into the jungle, away from the uh, raptors and the smoke.
1: hmm this is a real first good look we ever get of Eric Kirby. And you can see he's wearing... I'm not even sure. They almost look like motorcycle goggles, like old World War II kind of motorcycle goggles or, Hmm. you know, and he's got like a, looks like a scrap of, um, like, uh, like an old bag or something. Uh, it looks to be like a cotton scrap of, uh, fabric over his mouth, obviously, and nose to obviously protect him from the gas and we don't really see it. Uh, I mean, you can, don't really see it, but he's also kind of using camouflage here. You can see that he's strung up a bunch of um, palm fronds and is using it to as, as a camouflage. It's kind of front and back around him. He takes it off before he goes into the trailer, and you never really see him use it after that.
0: Mm.
1: So obviously he has been... Like thinking survivalist mold, mode for the past two or past eight weeks.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. I'd love to see him with Sarah's lucky pack on his back.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm still lying on the floor of the worker village on main street. Mm-hmm.
1: Not even that. I, there was um. I always thought it was. It's not. It's Aj's bag that she's carrying. Her bag was left at the riverbed near oh, yeah, South Commons.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah, we keep, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> uh,
1: I keep forgetting that too, yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, as we briefly have a look at the novel and script comparisons, uh, in the script, the uh, raptors flee to smoke, but it seems painful to him. Grant's eyes begin to water, and he half climbs, half falls out of the tree, because um, last minute he was up in the tree trying to escape the raptors and not on the ground. He mm-hmm. looks in the, off in the direction of the fleeing raptors to see a human, a small human shape. Uh, the shape says, come, come on, they'll be back, which... Eric doesn't say anything here. He doesn't even talk to Grant until next minute.
1: Um, no. It probably a good idea because if you open your mouth, you're going to accidentally inhale some of that gas yeah. that you don't want to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Grant's led through the jungle with watering eyes. It's only now we sort of discover his rescuer, Eric Kirby. Grant sees a change from the photo he'd seen earlier when. Paul had brought out his wallet, uh, something mm-hmm. primal is coming, something wild, so the script and even the novel in a minute sort of hinting at um, Eric may have gone a little bit primal, <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little bit wild by being on this island for eight weeks by himself. But, yeah, in the novel, the raptors run off blindly after the gas is deployed. Uh, Alan's eyes burn from it, but he sees a human shape coming through the smoke, and it calls out to him that they'll be back. And... Um, and then the rescuer sort of leads Gramp towards a rocky stream, which is a little bit different in the novel. And uh, that leads into where we find the water truck later on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Dave, that's it for Minute 44. Anything else when you to break before we get heavy for the day?
1: No, I think we're good.
0: All right. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is Jurassic Minutes wordpress.com and you can find the Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram?
1: Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes podcast.
0: Some of the worst things imaginable
1: have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs. No. This is how you If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now, what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Are you saying that you wouldn't want to get on to Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on earth or heaven could get me on that island. Your deskie. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! It's the- it's the dinosaur there! Okay.